All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Jason Greger continues on with Connor Halley on Sports 1440. Orders Nation uh, YouTube and Facebook. Thanks as always for uh, joining us on this uh, lovely Friday. What a gorgeous day out. Oh my goodness. My dog was literally sitting outside uh, we have a big carpet on our uh, back porch. And the sun, uh, you know, we're, we're south-facing, so the sun's coming in. She was just laying out there like it was summertime. And I, like, you know, for the last few weeks, I'd let the dog out, and I kind of had to watch because, you know, she'd be wheeling around in the snow, quickest washing break, right back in. Now it's just like, I, I'm like, what's going on? I go check, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's super nice out. And she's like probably for an hour and a half just lazing out there, just like, oh, sun's beating down. This is perfect. So... After the girls' cold snap, it's uh, it's nice. Many of you, an afternoon game tomorrow. Heck, probably wearing just a T-shirt or a muscle shirt under your jersey when you go to the game tomorrow. Watch how many people wearing shorts tomorrow at the game. There'll be some. Trust me. It's that nice right now. So see how it goes. Uh, we welcome in to the program. That is the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Wanye Gretz from uh, OrdersNation.com. John, I'm actually surprised you're here. I thought you'd be drunk under a bench somewhere. With I was walking around excitement. in a mankini earlier today, just living the life much like your dog, taking in the sun, taking in the 15-game winning streak. Well, I'm probably in a coma, and this is all a dream, so I'm really going to enjoy myself. Well, I, I, like I said it before, for Reuter fans, enjoy it, because the odds that you ever get to experience a winning streak like this again are ridiculously like we're talking 0.03% chance. If you went back to the days where we were having to convince ourselves that players that we knew weren't good were going to be amazing and we were going to be legions ahead of where we actually were going to end up in the stands, if you said you have a Connor and a Leon and a 15 game winning streak in 2024, wouldn't you expect like parades being planned and people smiling ear to ear? I, I'm I'm amazed at how people just seem to be like accustomed to this all of a sudden. Like this is normal. It's fine. Fifteen game happens all the time, Gregor. No no need to be excited or happy. Look at the teams they're beating. They're not even that good. What are we talking about, people? Yeah. Whew. It's uh, hey. Well, that that part I do find odd. I'm like, do we want to go through the list of teams? that lose to the bottom feeder teams like you I'm sorry it's a very weak argument to suggest yeah well they've only yeah guess what they in their 15 game winning streak they've played uh, six teams that are uh, playoff teams and uh, nine who aren't and they beat all nine who aren't so then I went back and looked at let's go to Vancouver and look at other top teams did they win all their last nine games against the bottom feeding teams they did not right 
including the orders prior to this streak. They lost to the Sharks. Right? But when you have the third largest, longest winning streak in NHL history, why are we picking holes in things? Ah, Let seemed, the good times roll. It seemed like an awe, uh, an awe, odd one for sure. So, uh, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's head scratching to me. There's, uh, there's no doubt about it. So, um, but, uh, either way, the uh, Corey Perry will make his debut. I want to hear from, uh, Corey Perry, uh, con man and, uh, just, uh, his thoughts on, you know, how, how he hasn't played in obviously a long time, but, you know, how ready is he and, uh, what's he expecting? Uh, when it looks like he'll make his orders debut tomorrow afternoon. It's been, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, tomorrow, but, uh, you know, that's kind of the, kind of the plan. We'll, talk to the coach later and, and see what uh, it actually is but um, no I'm excited it's been like I said in, uh, the other day in the press conference it's been a long two months self-reflecting going through a lot of things and um, no, I'm just excited to be here now and uh, he was asked about like you know the jerk factor the rat factor whatever factor you want to call it for him and does it come natural and does it does it need any like you know, people always say, oh, hey, you know, you got to get up to speed. Is getting up to the rat speed pretty easy? That never leaves. Um, once the puck drops, it's 60 minutes, and you're trying to win the game. It doesn't matter where it is uh, or what you know what type of game it is. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's been instilled in me from uh, from the get-go. So there you go, Otter fans. The, the rat factor will be high in Corey Perry. There was a shot last night at the end of the game, Gregor. I don't know if you were there or watching it on TV, but they showed Corey Perry in the walkway with the cup behind him. And it was kind of like everyone was sort of taken aback and gasped on Twitter because it was quite the scene to see him framed by that 1990 replica cup. Ooh, cup vibes. Yeah, well, I, I had this question asked earlier. Uh, how many teams have won the Stanley Cup when they've won 10 or more games in a row? And it's actually, just think about it, Tampa Bay in 2020, and they actually had two different 10-game winning streaks that year. Uh, St. Louis in 2019, Colorado in 2022, the uh, Blackhawks in 2013. Then you got to go back to the Islanders in 82, the Bruins in 71, the Bruins in 30, the, Can- the Canadians in 68. So it's actually happened four times in the last 11 years. So now, does it guarantee you? No. But if you're looking for any statistical number that gives you a better chance, usually if you're a team that wins this many games, you're a good team. Right, like that's that's the bottom line. Now, I can't guarantee that the Oilers win the playoffs. They got to stay healthy. There's lots of things that can happen, no question. But like even the Columbus Blue Jackets, when they won 50 games in 2017, including 16 in a row, the only reason I think they didn't get out of the first round is because they had a real bad luck when it comes to the draw that year in the playoffs. So think about it: they had the fourth highest points in the NHL, third most points in the Eastern Conference. But all the top three teams were in the Metro Division. Washington had 118, Pittsburgh had 111, Columbus had 108. So who did Columbus have to play in the first round? Pittsburgh. They lost. Pittsburgh went on to win the Stanley Cup. Like That's just a really bad draw. But if you look at the other teams that, that won a lot of games, they, they won the Cup, they, you know, they lose in the Conference Finals. So you're a good team. I think, I think you should know by now Edmonton's a good team. How good are they? I don't know. I can't predict the future. God, I wish I could because that would be great for gambling, but I can't. Um, I, I will say the orders, to me, what's most impressive, and I find it quite funny now, is that the coach is more impressed by their defensive play than their offensive play. <laughs> and that, I'll be honest, I did not have that on my bingo card. Because for years, what have I said the orders need to improve on? Five on five goals against. I talked about it for years. That is the one number that has a very strong correlation to playoff success. Goals against five on five. And the orders had spurts where they were good, but never like this. This extent, 32 games now of being really good defensively. If you'd bet $10 on the Oilers every game and rolled your winnings, this entire winning streak, starting with 10 bucks, do you know what you would have? But what it depends, aren't the odds different every game? But whatever the odds were, these people calculated it, these wonderful people. What? 10 bucks and you rolled it over, this whole winning streak, you'd have $10,320 in winnings. So whatever you won, then the next game you'd bet that. So you'd have to let it ride 15 times in a row. But $10 would turn into $10,320. Now, kids, don't do that at home. We're not just, you know, we're just pointing out a number. Like, it's obviously too late to jump on that, but. Hmm, that is a 
That is interesting to me. It, it makes sense in theory. I get it, right? Because you just keep thinking they're going to win and then obviously end up betting more because they keep winning. So hmm. that shows you how interest can accumulate very quickly, boys and girls. That's why you uh, use savings accounts. People, so. to that end, people, I know two facts today, Gregor. If you'd bet 20 cents on the Detroit Lions to win the Super Bowl, you'd be staring at a $10,000 win at this point in the season. If you'd put 20 cents. At the start of the year. Yeah. On the Lions. <laughs> 20 cents is good for 10G. If they, well, they still got to win. If they win, games. but yeah. still. Yeah. I can't think of a better use of 20 cents. Yeah, well, I guess that's true. 20 cents. So you're telling me at the start of every year I should put 20 cents. On the Detroit Lions for the no, next no, no. 300 years. Like 20 cents on the bottom 10 teams in the league. Like I might waste it, but I'm like, that's two bucks. Think of the fun if it hits. Oh, jeez, for 20 cents. See, that's a number that people can relate to and say, for 20 cents. I can afford, because for most people, so that you take the 10 worst teams in the league, you put your 20 cents on them. That's that's still only two bucks. That's not even one coffee. For the price of a cup of coffee, you could be hitting 20 cent long shot bets. You could be a millionaire. Oh, go to lay down a 20 center at playalberta.ca. Good luck for uh, for next year. Pick out your bottom feeder teams and uh, away you go. It's, uh, quite, look at you all number happy today. Eh? Wow. I know, right? It's 15 only, wins. What are you like, Costanza? You're doing the opposite of everything right now and suddenly you're getting smarter? What's going on? Everything's going so great for me. There's just information flowing through my brain, Gregor. I'm getting smarter because there's nothing to be mad about. Well, you're right. Uh, I, I think you probably... If anybody out there is finding a negative about the orders, I think you could look at your friend and say, guess what? You're a certified fun sponge. Because if you can't enjoy this, what can you enjoy? Like, you can't win the cup in January. It's physically impossible. You can't do it. You can't do it. So if you've won every game the last 15 and you're finding things to critique, I think you're a fun sponge. I think you might be somebody who complains during a cup win. You know what I mean? Like, is Connor one day going to have the cup above his head? And you're going to be sitting there saying, well, yeah, but think about the teams they beat to get here. For heaven's sakes, enjoy yourself. <laughs> the good times are here. Get a milkshake or something. Uh, ooh. Hey? Yeah. Nice. Actually, you know what? If I have a favorite drink right now, it's the, uh, and I've said it before, I've become a big fan of the banana strawberry smoothie at Booster Juice. Oof, are you talking like a strawberry sunshine? Yeah. So good. Do you want to know the hack of a lifetime on that? No. You don't want to know? No, no. What is it? You swap out the strawberry sorbet for vanilla sorbet. And believe me when I tell you, an already elite drink will be even better. Strawberry sunshine, swap in vanilla sorbet. Instead of the strawberry sorbet? Yes. I, Why? What makes it so much better? I can't tell you how the flavor molecules work. I'm not a scientician, but it's delicious. Hmm. I challenge anybody to do that hack. I'm going to have to talk to Jimmy at Booster Juice. Wow. Maybe if it's that good, we've got to get a name for it. Strawberry Sunshine Hack. We've been drinking like this so, since so we that, were in high school. So that's the new name, the Strawberry Sunshine Hack. We used to get a Go Girl <sighs> Boost. Imagine if you could get that on the menu, the Strawberry Sunshine Hack. People, what's that? Oof. We won't tell you, but it's very good. But if that's your drink and you swap in vanilla, Gregor, enjoy. Oh, well, now, now you've got me intrigued. Now I might have to go try it. All right. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, Craig Button. Uh, we'll talk about a few hacks. When we return to the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 427 Sports 1440. Jason Gregor, Wanya Gretz, Connor Halley. With you. Hope you're having uh, yourself uh, a lovely Friday. It's a beautiful day out. It's uh, a beautiful day. So hard not to be uh, in a good mood, I would think, if, uh, if you're an Orders fan right now. 15-0 and 0 in their last 15 games. 13 straight games where they've only allowed two or fewer goals. Which is uh, five shy of the modern day record set by the 2014 Los Angeles Kings. Two teams had 17, one at 15, one at 14, including the Winnipeg Jets earlier this year. So the orders could get into the uh, top five with uh, allowing two or fewer goals tomorrow. And you don't have to win those games. That's just consecutive games. And, of course, the Orders are the only team that's won all their games uh, during that time. So rather impressive stretch. Right now for the blue and orange. It's, uh, let's go in the room now. Brought to you by uh, Next Gen Transportation, Heavy Haul Transport Provider, 100% locally owned and operated. 
with some uh, new trailers ready to roll right now. NextGenTransportation.com. Craig Button, former NHL uh, GM and scout ace analyst for uh, TSN, joins us now. Butts, how you doing? I'm doing good. I, I, I have to just say one thing. I, I mean, I consider myself pretty much a Seinfeld aficionado. George didn't get smarter because he had a positive attitude. He no, got I gave smarter up sex. because he gave up sex. Yes, you're right. <laughs> that is not what I've done, <laughs> gentlemen, just well, for the record. Well, that's true. I, I am not. I'm just saying. Let's all talk about positive, positivity gets you smarter. Yeah. Don't hang that on me in front of all these listeners, <laughs> sir. I did not. Craig, you just outed him without knowing. Outed me. I was just saying. <laughs> hey, we didn't want anybody to know. There's nothing wrong with it, buddy. There's nothing wrong with celibacy again this late in life. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, it late in life, yeah, it's all good. Hey, and if it you know, makes you smarter, Wanye, exactly. you know what's you got to consider staying with it. Yeah, like he's the opposite of Elaine. So there you go. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, Craig, g- give me your thoughts on because I know you, you know you, you watch a lot of uh, junior hockey. And uh, the Alberta Junior Hockey League is, you know, has suffered the last few years. Lots of players can just up and leave at any point during the season. Some have went to the USHL. Some have obviously went uh, lately the last year to the BCHL. But for a long time, I've been going to the USHL, uh, and they get no compensation. The players can just up and leave. There's nothing um, that stops it. Um, you know, they, they had the announcement uh, uh, late last week that uh, five teams are leaving from next season to go to the BCHL. Uh, they feel it's a more competitive league. Um, how, how do you think the the AJHL can um, can become more competitive again? Well, that's a that's a big question. I, I, I will say this: it's been interesting to read uh, the the blanket statements from the five teams that were reported as going to the BCHL and the disappointment they have in what the AJHL has done in canceling games. And I mean, really saying that we're standing members of the AJHL and next year is next year. Why are you, why are you doing this now? So obviously it's led to some immediate consequences for the teams and, 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 and for the players. Now, Jason, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. The NCAA is going to allow, NCAA hockey is going to allow CHL players to come and play in their league. Because now, the NIL, right? Yeah, well, and a lot of reasons. A, a big reason. I mean, that's one. But a, a lot of it comes down to you know you want to you want to attract more players. So that's going to be really important for young players. A young player that says, "Wait a sec, I'm 15, 16. I don't have to make a decision on school now, so I, I can go to the WHL and I can go and play." And you know, it's not going to work out for every single player. And so now they have another option, and and now they can go. So it leads me to answering your question. I don't think it's possible. I, I, I think junior A hockey in Canada is going to fall right off. I, I, I think it's going to be a, a very much a secondary uh, development league. I, I don't even know development for what. It's going to be a very secondary uh, talent league because the players now don't have to forgo anything to be able to pursue one path or the other. And I, I think ultimately, forget about the AJHL teams going to the BCHL and consequences from Hockey Canada or anything. They're just not going to attract any of the good players because the, the players can go play in the CHL. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Like right now, all you know, most of the best players in Alberta would play uh, CHL, right? There, you know, now there's some. I shouldn't. That's why I say most, not all, because yeah, there's some who right. want who want to go the college route because maybe they're a little bit smaller and they feel like they need, uh, or they you know they have a big emphasis on education. But a lot of times, it's you know, it's if you look at the average size of the AJHL player to the WHL player, it's very different, right? Um, you, you got bigger kids who are you know, a little bit, uh, even if they're younger, they're just n- normally bigger. And that's not good or bad. That's just the reality, right? And so, you know, it's interesting when, when you put it that way that it's, um, you know, that it'll go by the wayside. So they're trying to find ways to become more competitive. How long do you think before the NCAA changes that rule? I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it happens within the next 12 to 18 months. I, I, I really wouldn't. And, and so, you know, understanding where the NCAA is at, understanding that the vast majority of uh, NCAA hockey teams are in favor of this and, and, and they're big drivers of this. And now the CHL tells young kids, you don't have to make a choice at 15. 
you, and, you, you know, and, and players now that, that are that are moving along and think that the WHL or the CHL, just use the CHL as a blanket, is the best opportunity for them. Well, they can maybe realize, wait a second, 18, this isn't the right thing for me. And, and it might not be the right thing for the team. It, it opens up for everybody. It opens up the possibilities for everybody without, uh, you know, thinking about ramifications of not being able to participate in NCAA hockey if you go the CHL route. And, and, and bottom line, like Jason, I have zero doubt in my, in my, in my mind, zero doubt in my head that, that the talent level is going to drop right off of junior A hockey right across Canada. I don't see how it can't. Because why wouldn't a player at 15 or 16 that has a chance to play at the highest level of junior, which is what the CHL is, not go there knowing they can still go to the NCAA? Yeah, I, 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 I could understand that for sure. Although, you know, I look at it, I still think there's lots of kids who go at 16 to major junior and they're not ready and they don't get to play a lot and boom, their development curve stunts yep. and boom, then they're out and they never recover. A, because they've never had to, you know, they're not used to not playing that much, which is understandable, but that's like 16 in the dub is hard. It's like teenagers in the NHL, man. It is really difficult for the vast majority. There's exceptions. The McDavid's, I get all that, but you know, and Connor Bedard could easily play at 16 in, uh, in major junior. But there's lots of kids who can't, yet they still go there. I'm always kind of, I'm always kind of still surprised by how many people want to try to rush the process. Well, I mean, it happens at the NHL level too. Yeah. So it's not just happening at the junior level. It happens at the NHL level as well. But, but now, but now a kid that says, listen, I, I'm going, I just got to go play in the WHL. They're being recruited. They're being recruited hard and rightfully so. And, but now you don't have to, if, if it ends up not working out for you, you're not caught. I'll give you a perfect example. At why maybe not perfect, but I'll give you an example that's close to me. So Brian Scrudlin's son Simon was a really good player, and he was headed to 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 go to play NCAA. Good student, headed that way. Well, you know, he ends up thinking, well, maybe I'll go to Kootenay, maybe I'll go there. So he ends up going there to play, and and he went at seventeen, eighteen years of age because he was a, a, a later birthday. I, I think he played less than twenty games total in his WHL career. Now he had nothing. He didn't have he didn't have any CHL scholarship money in the bank because he yeah. hadn't played enough. He had no opportunity to go to the NCAA. Well, now Simon just and that's just one example. Now Simon can well I, I I didn't lose anything. I go back and that's where Junior A I think is going to have to be maybe uh, uh, you know I I I, I want to be you know, a staging area for a player that's coming out of the, the CHL before he gets ready to go to the NCAA. He might have to go spend a year in, in junior A hockey. So I think it could be a staging area for that player. But but the ramifications of going too early and not having success are not going to be really severe in terms of options. Craig Button uh, joins us. Uh, Craig, let's switch to the uh, the National Hockey League. The uh, the Edmonton Oilers are obviously on a massive roll. Something uh, we've rarely seen in the NHL. Uh, one of only five teams to ever win uh, fifteen games in a row. Their defensive game, Craig. I'll tell you, their head coach is more concerned about their offense right now than he is about their defense. Which is you never said that about Edmonton. It's a very good sign. And when I say he's concerned about the offense, because he feels like they're still they turn the puck over too much in the offensive zone, not in the defensive zone. Like it's been such a massive turnaround for the orders that you're actually talking about, hey, there's a few more concerns about their offensive puck possession than they are defensively. That's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> Consider where they were at, right? And so they're still top in the, in the league in offensive metrics and everything that goes with it. But they've also gone into the top five in defensive metrics. Chris Knobloch and Paul Coffey have done a fantastic job of instilling a system of team defense that, that everybody believes in, that everybody executes, that everybody competes with. And, and that's what's led to a lot of their success. You know, at the beginning of the year, I, I, looking at the Edmonton Oilers, I said, ah, I don't see them as a – are they a Stanley Cup contender? I said yes, but are they a serious Stanley Cup contender? I didn't see it. Now, we all know how the season started, and there was no reason to believe. But since Chris Knobloch has gotten in there, and the 23-3 and run in 26 games has been beyond impressive. It's been beyond impressive. And they have convinced me that they are now serious about competing for a Stanley Cup. You know, I'm going to read you a quote 
And uh, it's from Andrew Cogliano. And they, were, he, they were asking him about Colorado. And, what, and he said, all of our top guys do it right. They're the leaders of the team. Mm-hmm. Andrew Cogliano weighed in on the things that have brought the team success. I think that's exactly what's happened in Edmonton. And it also starts with the leader behind the bench. Because it always seemed like when things weren't going offensively, put 29 and 97 together. Now, I don't see the team chasing offense. Yeah, you want to be tighter in the offensive zone. You don't want to be creating turnovers, giving turnovers. But you want to be tighter. And and what I see more than that is is that those players are going, okay, we're going to play really strong. We're going to, our offense is going to come. McDavid has two and one on Thursday night, but also all the other players now on the team, not named Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl are, are now, and, and I'm not trying to exclude Zach Hyman or Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Like they're being valued for really going out and playing really. They're not, they don't have to go out and play offensively. They don't have to carry out play because the defensive play is so bad. And I think that's what a Stanley Cup contender does. And that's a third of the season, 26 games, or just a little bit less than a third of the season. That is an amazing, amazing number, an amazing uh, uh, stretch of play that the Oilers have done in, in these last 26 games. When you look at fans of teams that have had these winning streaks in the past, Craig, do you remember them being like elated? Were there, you know, early cup parades being planned? Are Oilers fans shockingly blase about it? Like, what are your thoughts here? Well, I, I think that th- there's two parts to that, Wanye. I think number one is is that I, I, w- when you watch the playoffs and you watch, you know, where the Edmonton Oilers have, have performed in the playoffs and maybe some of the things that have not allowed them to advance, it, it's now you're watching a team and you go, whoa, like Edmonton Oilers fans know what playoff success looks like. And they're going, that looks like playoff success. So – does that mean that you're that you're going to start planning the parade route? No, Edmonton Oilers fans are are smart, they're passionate, they love their team. But this is very different, I think, from from a visual perspective and 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 from a data perspective when you watch this team play and 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 really have a what I would call they look real. They they look like this is a team that can be taken seriously now as a Stanley Cup contender because their play and because their game is so complete. You know, Jason, you know, the next coach that's completely happy with every aspect of a team's play is going to be the first one. <laughs> like, you know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, like it, like if you're doing everything they're doing, oh, they'll find something. The penalty kill, 90%, 93% on this stretch. You know, the, the, the goals against, unbelievable. Everything that's gone right for this team, I think, has been a collective effort. So, Wanye, like, I, I think that fans in Edmonton, they're always excited about their team and hope is very different than reality. I think now this team is showing that your hope can re- can lead to realistic expectations. That's what I see from this team. Craig Button uh, joins us. Craig, uh, the Los Angeles Kings. Ooh. Coach is fired up. Uh, no, he's not happy about his team's defensive play. Their goaltending numbers have gone down. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, whether he plays four minutes or 24 minutes, he's got to do something. Um, are you? Is this just a mid-season blip, or do you see bigger issues in L.A.? Well, let me start by this. I don't see an issue. I think Tom McClellan's an excellent coach. I think that offensively they've struggled in the, in the last uh in the last six weeks, maybe not that much, but since the beginning of December, yeah, I guess that's six weeks. And when you struggle offensively, you know, your margin for error defensively becomes a lot tighter and a lot smaller. And I, and I think that that's certainly been the case. In, in, in my view, they are getting far too little from too many players. And Pierre-Luc Dubois is the headliner for, for a different reason. But you can't continue to rely on too few for, for, for so much. And, and that's, that's where the Los Angeles Kings have run, the, run into problems. And it, it's interesting for me because I watched the, the LA Kings play. And now on the way they're playing, they're like the Edmonton Oilers early in the season. <laughs> and the Los Angeles Kings were kind of the model that, that, that we're seeing from the Edmonton Oilers now. 
And it's amazing how fortunes can change and how the season goes. I don't think the all-star break and the break, uh, you know, the, the break for the teams can come quick enough for the LA Kings just to get to a point, you know, they, they lose to San Jose, they lose to Buffalo. I mean, those are not games, teams you want to be losing to. So getting to the break and then trying to really assess where they're at and what they need to do, I think will be really instrumental. But I will say this, sometimes change has to happen. And I'm not here to blame Todd McClellan or, or anything like that. But you may be left with no other choice if this continues on into the middle of February heading into the trade deadline. What about the New Jersey Devils? They've been devastated by injuries. People are getting all over Lindy Ruff. I'm like, what are they supposed to do? He wasn't the guy who got rid of all their veteran defensemen, and then they you know, started with young guys, but then you pile on the injuries. Like, I'm not surprised the Devils are struggling right now, uh, especially with their best player, Jack Hughes, out as, as often as he has been. And then, you know, Meyer, and, you know, you go to look at their defense score. Basically, four of their defensemen from last year are out either in, in other places or injured, right? Like, it's to me, that's kind of hard to blame the coach. Oh, totally. I, I totally agree with you. I, 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 but I'll also add another thing. I, I, I think their goaltending is subpar. Yeah, that's you fair. Know, so, so, so you have, you have injuries and, and, and certainly missing Jack Hughes, missing Dougie Hamilton. You know, Dougie Hamilton's their best defenseman and Jack Hughes is their best forward. I mean, that has, that has massive wave length effects on the rest of the team. And, you know, you know, and, and there's, but Lindy, can't control injuries and, and he doesn't also, and he doesn't control, uh, you know, who he has, who he can put in the net. I, I felt last summer that the Buffalo Sabres and the New Jersey Devils, if they were serious about taking steps forward, Buffalo to make the playoffs for the first time in forever and the New Jersey Devils to build on what they did last year, they needed to get a goaltender. Neither one of them did it. They're paying a price. Craig, uh, lastly, the All-Star game is uh, is coming up. And uh, the skills competition, I'll have to admit, man, I'm this maybe the most excited I've been about skills competition. Do you have a favorite at all out of the 12? Oh, geez, that's a good question. Do I have a favorite? Well, let me just digress for a second. Well, maybe not digress. Uh, the All-Star game, I love what they're doing, showcasing yeah. the players showcasing the skills. I, I really love that part of it. I, I think that that's what the all, if you're expecting a game to be competitive, like it was in the seventies or the eighties, forget it. You're in for the wrong reasons. The, the big sponsors, the partners of the league come there. This is a chance for them to rub elbows with the players, be up front and close with them, an opportunity for the league to, to, to celebrate and, and, and put the women's game and the PWHL on, on display. So I think it's wonderful what's happening in the All-Star game. But listen, for me, <laughs> for me, I want to see the best players go out and compete. And, you know, any event with Connor McDavid and, and Austin Matthews and Leon Dreisaitl and Nikita Kucherov, that's what I want to see. Because I don't care if they're playing checkers in the, in the, in the dressing yep. room. They're going to compete to be the best. And so that's what I want to see. I, I don't need to see. I, I mean, Connor McDavid's the best skater in the league, and there's other good skaters. I don't need to see them doing pylons. I want to see them compete, compete with their skills and compete in areas. And, and we're going to have an opportunity to see a number one. So I don't know if I have a favorite, but I know what I want to see. And I know where I'll really be paying attention. And that'll be where those Great players, the superstars in our league are on display. Greg, great stuff, man. Have an awesome weekend. Uh, we will chat with you next Friday. Yeah, you have an awesome weekend, too. Wishing you all the best. And uh, Wanye, <clears throat> celibacy uh, could be a path oh. forward to even greater intelligence. Darn it. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's working. It's very much working. <laughs> There you go. Thanks, Craig. Uh, Craig Button from TSN. I love the fact that Craig came in and just without even purposely doing it, just out of the truth. So that was awesome. I uh, quite liked it. Uh, 4.48. Come back. We got uh, five questions. Uh, Spec will be by. Uh, Wanye's World's coming up in the uh, five o'clock hour. Got a lot of text. People like, Greg, uh, do you agree with Button on uh, NCAA? I do agree on the NCAA. No question. Right. They're all about business. And so they're going to do it. They're, like the the fact that nil is around and players are making all this money now, like how can you say, well, you can't come and play in our school if you pay, if you got that $40 per week or $50 per week per diem. But geez, if you sign a $10,000 uh, nil thing, 
then you can play. It makes no sense. So, yeah, I could see it being changed uh, uh, sooner than later for sure. And, you know, and that'll just uh, increase some competition for sure. And, uh, and competition uh, isn't a bad thing. Uh, you know, you might get, uh, you know, you're going to get more players going across. It's good or bad. You'll, and you'll have some that just try to chase it and make wrong decisions. Make no mistake about that. Right. Oh, I don't like this coach. So I'm just going to up and leave. Yeah. Well, uh, I would, I would always now in some cases, yes, but in a lot of cases, sometimes you can learn a lot about your player having to deal with not an ideal coach at times. It can help you. Adversity is usually one of the key things that you're, that young athletes have to endure at some point. Because when you get to the pro level, there's lots of adversity. So if you know how to deal with it younger, you'll be having more chance of success. So if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, Gregor, you're saying that junior leagues are going to become uncompetitive versus NCAA hockey because you're not allowed to make NIL name and licensing? No, no, money? no. Um, no, because right now, if you play major junior... Right, and you get to your your per diem. Right, that NCAA has said that you can't then at the age of eighteen go and play, or even when you're done. Let's say you play three or four years there, and now you want to go get a degree in NCAA. You can't do it. Oh, because because you were a professional in their eyes by getting paid. But now that they have the nil, that changes everything. And so I think you will see some players like some players might get to play four years in the dub, and then at twenty be like, geez, I'm not. You know, I want to keep my development going. Maybe I can go CIS or I can go NCAA. Depends. So it'll, it'll just create some more options for some players. You know, people will view it like, oh, this is a bad thing. It, it can be bad or good. Depends. You know, some people will benefit from it. Others, maybe not. All depends. It's not like it's going to be, oh, this is perfect for everybody. Right? It's like the WHL right now is not the best path for everyone. The AJHL is a better path for some players. Depends who you are. Depends where you're at in your development, where you're at physically, all sorts of things. So. Quick break. We'll come back on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Pause of Friday continues on. Gregor, my name is Connor Halley on a busy Positive Friday. I wonder what, uh, hey guys, <laughs> hey guys, we don't even have to plan the parade route. We know exactly where it is. It starts outside Rogers and goes right to sold out Commonwealth Stadium. Simple. <laughs> From Tyler. Uh, no Jasper Ave? That's a different time now. It's a different time. Still Main Street Edmonton. Jasper Ave, no? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Dude, I'm not a, I'm not planning of any parade. It's not well, my, clearly, my, we will, though. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Oh, I know you will. Yeah. But, uh, I know where I'm sitting. I know exactly. But if it's not going to go down Jasper Ave, I need to change my mental plan. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be in any state when the Oilers win the Cup to plan out where I'm going to sit for the parade. I have to have that in my head before the playoffs even start, and then remind myself after every win where I'm going to go. But you don't know where the, the but you don't know where the parade plan will be. Maybe I'll be that guy sitting on Jasper Ave that got it wrong, and the it's parade true. never comes yeah. by. And you'll just sit there and wait and cheer. But everybody will honk at you anyway. So, but, but I heard lots of honking. The 1984 and the 80s Cup parades. A lot of times it went down Jasper Ave. Correct. I never went to a parade, so I don't know exactly. Like, I, I remember seeing photos of it, but I don't ever recall the actual. I've never been to a parade route. In my mind, the busiest part of the parade will be 109th Street and Jasper Avenue. Actually, that's not true. I was at uh, the Elks parade route. Uh, and of course, it was in the wintertime, so it was, you know, it was indoors a little bit. And then they did have it uh, outside um, as well, downtown. So, um, I, you know, Commonwealth makes sense just because of the amount of people you can get in one spot. Right, like that does make sense. Now you can have a parade route down a lot of streets that just has it. It keeps going and going, so it kind of depends on uh, on what you want to do. Some people will be freaking out now. You guys are ruining it here. By the way, I don't believe in jinxes. Okay, look at my head. Okay, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't believe in any of that stuff. Craig Button just told me that I'm right to be celibate, and I didn't even have that on my bingo card in yeah. 2024. So uh, I'll plan a cup parade. There you go. There I got to restore my self esteem. Mm-hmm. Let's get to. Uh, Five questions brought to you by The Brick. And how about this? You can get 50% off right now till the end of the month when you buy a matching love seat or chair. Uh, you can save up to uh, 40% off of mattresses only at The Brick and TheBrick.com. It's time for five questions on The Jason Greger Show. All right, guys. Question number one, true or false? Cal Pickert has secured the Oilers' backup job for the time being. He sounds poised. In his interviews, he sounded calm. He sounded patient. He sounded, I liked it. It was his, how many shutouts has he had? Five? Five in his career now. Yeah. First one since November of 2018. I'm going to say yes, Connor. 
For a variety of reasons, yes. The A, his play. B, the orders aren't going to expose him to waivers just to call up Jack Hamill. Now, it's, it's too risky. It makes no sense. So, yes, I think he uh, he definitely has. Question number two. Uh, what are we expecting from Corey Perry in his debut tomorrow with the Oil? Uh, like any play. You know what? It's it's a new team now. He's not a rookie, but they're, they're still – like, I'll tell you this. I expect Corey Perry to be coming out playing well. He does, The last thing he wants to do is somehow ruin the mojo that's going, right? Just like Holloway when he came in in game 13. Just like Sam Gagne when he came back in the lineup in game 12. Phil Kemp in limited minutes in game 11, right? So I think you'll see Corey Perry come in. And I think – Right away, you will see Corey Perry. I'm going to say minimum two scrums with Corey Perry. I just think that's an easy way to get yourself in the game. So uh, that's what I'll say for Perry. I would think that Corey Perry is going to come out and contribute based on adrenaline. And if he's going to fall off, it would be after the first game back when he's trying to settle in. But I think his first game back in the show, nerves will be high. Adrenaline will be high. I think he's going to have a good game. Question number three, and for those watching on YouTube and Facebook, I think we'll have the video here. Brandon Gallagher getting five games for his hit last night. Was that the correct number, in your opinion? That was a pretty bad elbow, man. Like, I don't know if two extra games makes that okay or something, but to me, five games is a a substantial suspension, and it should have been. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm surprised it wasn't um, an in-person hearing. I guess they wanted to get it done quickly. And it was almost like they predetermined it was five games. We haven't seen this hit in the league in a long time, which is fantastic. And five games is still a pretty significant. It's you know it's not like I thought seven, so whatever. It gets five. At least it wasn't two or three. But the last thing the NHL needs is the chicken wing to come back. And so that's why, to me, I'm like, this is a really good opportunity. It's a player on a team that they're not going anywhere. That, and, and it's a good player, too. Like, I'm a big believer that you can send a stronger message when you crack down on the better players. So I, I thought they had an opportunity here to go stronger, but at least it was five. Question number four, another video one for those watching on the stream. Little debate with John, Jonathan Huberto and Jack Rostovic last night. Uh, the hit that may have been from behind, but immediately can see Jonathan Huberto does not think it was warranted. I know, Gregor, you and Sean Brown have had the debate about players protecting themselves out there. What did you make of that hit? Oh, Huberto could not like it all he wants, but he wasn't going fast enough to not be able to, to avoid that play. So uh, he's not a dirty player by any stretch of the imagination, but... It was a dumb play there. I get why. I don't think he meant to do it per se. Like he wasn't going in there with that intention for sure. And I think Brownie in this case would probably have a valid point that, you know, the turning part isn't great. But I'm not sure that was one like Huberto wasn't coming in there like a speeding train. I thought he had time to react better. I'm going to agree with my colleague here, Connor. He's not only not dirty, but he's also slow. He's terrible. (laughs) 
And if he could get a multi-game suspension, that might be the only impact he makes for $10 trillion. Great answer. Final question for you two on this hypothetical Friday. I don't know if you saw the news, but the McRib is coming back to McDonald's on January 30th. Hopefully we can get some dropped off here. In honor of that, if you could bring back any food or drink that has been discontinued in Canada, what would you be bringing back? I'm going to make a plea. I hope the good folks at General Mills are listening to this show, Gregor. I hope you have a lot of cereal executives mm-hmm. as 1440 listeners. For heaven's sakes, bring back Pro Stars. They were delicious. They reinforced all-star attitudes and championship vibes. In 2024, with the Oilers winning 15 games in a row, we could all use a little Pro Stars, I think, in our lives. Oh, a, You know what? I'm kind of lucky. A lot of my favorite foods, I, I don't recall... Any that I that I still like to eat that are that are gone by the wayside per se, but um, I, I guess the one that that I would probably want is like Fruit Loops now is different than the original when it was only three colors. Right now they've got the green and the purple. I, I don't I don't something's changed. So can I just have the original Fruit Loops? That's what I would want. I think the original Fruit Loop dye was radioactive. Oh, I'm sure it was terrible for you. <laughs> and that's so why that's, they've yeah. It's totally, it's totally bad. Like red food dye. Trust me, red glow food in the dye dark. Fruit Loops is uh, awful for you. There's there's no question about that. So that is that's a very valid point on 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 your side. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones like um, like all my food that I really like is is still there at fast food places. Like I can't. I loved Red Robin. I shed many oh, a tear. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's actually, you know what? That's not a bad. I All will say fries? that actually, you know what? You brought. If, can they bring back Maxwell Taylor's on oh. Calgary Trail? And you had to go in on Fridays, and you know, like most places, you have specials where you could get the four beers in a tub. But they had at Maxwell Taylor's at four o'clock, and then again at five, they had a free buffet of like wings and just like. Appetizer foods And dude like I'm telling you It was a young guys 20, 21 My buddies we would meet there after work Right well you can't get a table Like obviously there's no texting But so you just knew Right we're all working at different places We'd meet there And man when that food came out You better be ready And it was unreal So I'm sure there's some people out there That used to go to Maxwell Taylor's for the well, maybe weren't as cheap as us, but at that time we didn't have a lot of money. So I was like, "This is unbelievable. We can pay for beer." And I remember, like, you get like four beers in the in the in the in the silver metallic little uh, bucket, and I think they were like five bucks for four beers, and you got free food. I'm like, "This is unbelievable." As a young twenty year old guy, so yeah, that was great. And you guys are still there at two in the morning drinking no, beers. No, going, no, How no. do they pay for no, it? No, no, because the food only lasted. It was like happy hours. So then the you food, left. Yeah, we'd leave at 6 o'clock and we'd go to King's Horse because then it was only dollar drinks. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Hey, man, when you're living on a you you can make, you got to make it stretch. To me, it's a skill that you can manage your money and find the places. Like, there's got to be some place around now that still has happy hour for drink. Even if you don't love going there, if you're somebody who's like, well, hey, you know what? I want to have a good time, but I want to be able to, to have my stretch my 20 or $50 out. I got to find a way to stretch it out. Those are the days when you could take $40 out for the night and have options and get home in a taxi. A $20 bill. You could really stretch it out. Sorry, bartender. Here's a quarter for your tip. That was about it. (laughs) Those are good times, Maxwell Taylor's. Cons, what about you? Well, I mean, I've been on the bandwagon for McDonald's pizza for a long time, but uh, I just found out in researching this that bagel bites have been discontinued in Canada, which is quite disappointing. And uh, Little Debbie's, those little Swiss rolls and snacks like that have also been discontinued. So I'd like to bring those back. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of a good one. Rexall beers. <laughs> I dream about Rexall beers. I'm not even kidding. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm talk- sitting in the stands. Uh, I'm crushing a Rexall beer. We're up 10 nothing. Well, that, did, that part was un- unlikely, but... It's funny because a few of my buddies worked there and the, the, the lines and they talk about the beer and it fermented a little bit longer. And so, yes, there was a little bit of an extra buzz on the Rexall beers. What I wouldn't, I remember my last Rexall beer drinking and being like, goodbye, old friend. Like, I know the new arena is going to be beautiful, but it won't have the funk these beers have. Uh, nor the cost. Rexall beers. Hey, guys, Chef Boyardee spaghetti sauce can only get it in the States from Doug now. Oof. Hey, boys, I miss Maxwell Taylor's turtle pie. 
That's actually a good one. I like it a lot. Hey guys, it's not a it's not a food, but I wish the gas pump was still around because Edmonton no longer has a good cougar bar, Delta Valley Jeff. Hey, whoa, whoa, Jeff. On the rocks. Hello. Hello. I think the eighties cougars out of the gas pump were built different. I was only at the gas pump once in my life. And it was a different crowd, right? Not not a bad crowd, just a d- different crowd. It was too I was too small, but I like I heard the legend of it still echoing. 15 yeah. years later when I was yeah. in the clubs. Yeah. Like I might, have, I might have went in, it was kind of at the downturn. You know, I think it had, it had reached its peak and it was now on the downside. And it was like, this doesn't live up to all the hype that people have said. That's Wasn't all. there a crazy cougar bar in the 80s up by the Mayfield Dinner Theater? Didn't they have some I crazy? No, no, it was a very famous place hmm. up there. And it was like a huge dance floor. And it was right next to the, it was like a famous bar in town. Denny was, Andrews Great American Bar? Was Cat. that in the Mayfield Dinner Theater Hotel? Oh, in Mayfield. Oh, no, that was Ezzy's. No, that's, no, that was Northside. I know what you're talking about. by the municipal about. airport, Ezzy's. It had that reputation, yeah. But just being like the wildest place in town. I'm like but you six, couldn't, I knew. Oh, by, oh Mayfield, sorry. I like got the Mayfield them. Dinner Theater. You couldn't take drinks on the dance floor. That's a real bar. What? Yeah, yeah, they would... They would not let you well, take that's actually probably down smart because you spill it all over the place. Now someone's slipping and now you got a lawsuit. But if you've ever seen me moonwalk with two vodka slimes, one in each hand... Don't deny vodka the patrons. Slime. That's another thing, man. Vodka slimes and the and then they're the mini pitchers. God, those are the good old the young kids. They don't even know what they're talking. They're like, "What's a mini pitcher?" Oh, you haven't lived till you had a vodka slime and a mini pitcher. Spec, you had a few of those. We're a little late, so let's get to Connor Halley Sports fourteen forty update. Brought to you by Booster Juice. Now, what is it, Wanya? What's the secret ingredient? Strawberry sunshine. Yes. But please swap out the strawberry for vanilla sorbet. Okay, so if you want to try it, Wanya swears by it. The strawberry sunshine, the hack of the strawberry sunshine. If this is this good, we might be onto something. We might have to talk to Jimmy and everybody down at uh, Booster Juice. Get our own special concoction. That'd be amazing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 